I don't know what's real. I don't know what's not real. Limited Capacity is a collection of six darkly amusing stories about the mysterious ways we interact with the internet and with each other. There's something going on with him. It's like an act. I don't trust him. What? You're staring at me like I should say something, but I don't really know what to do here. That's the whole name of the game. Don't talk about how the town isn't real. Do you understand? Limited Capacity. Available now on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. Hello, everybody. Uh, Jeremy here from Sick Boy Podcast of the E1 Podcast Network. And uh, we got a really special episode for you all this week. It's coming at you uh, live from Ottawa. It was our live show that we did at uh, Algonquin College um, Oh, but a month or a couple months ago now, I'd, I'd say. Um, but uh, before we, we throw into it, a couple announcements. The first one is Vancouver, we are coming for you. Uh, me and Brian and Taylor are going to be traveling over to uh, the, the beautiful city of Vancouver on the West Coast. And we're going to be recording some episodes. We are going to be doing a live show. And we're also going to be uh, potentially doing a live show, not only in Vancouver, but also in Squamish. So if you're in the area and you want to come hang out, um, keep your eyes peeled on our Facebook, our Instagram, our Twitter. Um, Nothing has been put up yet uh, in terms of where we're going to be doing these live shows. We're lining up venues as we speak. Um, But tickets should be going up I would say about two weeks before we arrive. Uh, we're going to be in Vancouver on the 31st of May. So it's coming up a couple of weeks away, a few weeks away, and uh, we'd love to see you out. And also, while we're in town, we're going to be recording a number of episodes. So if you have already sent in your application, thank you so much. Uh, we'll be going through those. If you want to still send in an application and you're from the BC area, Um, and you would like to sit down and have a chat with us, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, You can always reach out to us at sickboypodcast.com slash contact and find all the forms there. So without further ado, let's throw it to this week's episode. Um, It's it's a pretty amazing one. Her name is Ashley. She was in a head-on car accident. Head-on collision? How would you say that? Yeah, head-on car collision. She was in a car that got into a collision going head on with another car. And uh, the one thing about this recording, you know, these live shows are always sort of a shot in the dark for us. None of us are audio engineers. And so when we do these shows, we rely on other professionals to help us out. And there was one little sort of glitch. Uh, The first few minutes of the recording, Ashley is very quiet Um, but that sort of, uh, it fixes itself partway through the recording. So if you hear like, you know, you, you're having a harder time hearing Ashley, it's just because of some technical difficulties that we faced, um, at the recording and, um, and it's not for the entire duration of the conversation. So stick with it. It's a fucking gnarly convo. And, uh, actually I'll say this so intense that this is legit. Somebody at the recording at the live show had to stand up, walk out, and she fainted in the hallway because of what we were talking about. I think that gives us some pretty legit street cred in the live show territory. So, you know, not bragging, but kind of humble bragging. Uh, So we hope you all enjoy it. We love each and every one of you. And until next week, we'll see you on the other side.
Welcome to Sick Boy, a podcast where we talk about what it's like to be sick live from Algonquin College in Ottawa, Ontario. Woo! Yes. Fade it out. Fade it out. You know what would have been really great is if you heard the like the the uh, Apple sound of it. Yeah, there you go. That sound. Oh, yeah, yeah, that one. Yeah. I was like, what? that was a bad impression. Eh? I was like, does it does it make sense? <laughs> like it's choking. <laughs> uh, hi, everybody. Thank you so much for showing up tonight. We are elated to be here in Ottawa. Uh, we're doing like a little tour of Ontario. Uh, we're only hitting Toronto and here. <laughs> but I think like that's all that fucking matters in Ontario. I think really, right? Well, that's a except for all tour. the cool places that I'm sure most of you are from. <laughs> Except Smith Falls. Is that correct? Yeah, I guess. I mean, I liked it. It was quaint. Yeah. Smith Falls is kind of like Ruth's Chris. Like it has an extra S that you don't really yeah, need. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always, I always kind of messed up saying it. I yeah. always called it Smith Falls, and people would be like, Smith's. Okay. Smith's Falls. All right. Yeah. Again, off to a great that. start. Um, so we, uh, we're really excited to be here. Uh, these, these shows at, at, at universities... Uh, are always really exciting. So thank you all so much. And thank you to Algonquin College for having us. It's yeah. a beautiful space and can't wait to get drunk here. Um, so let's get right down to it. I don't think we have any sort of like housekeeping rules. Uh, let's get into yeah. it. Let's do it. Can so. you all please uh, give us a warm welcome for tonight's guest, Ashley? It is Ashley, right? Can you imagine how fucking awful that would have been? Dude, I actually, that was my thought when you, when you were saying it. I went, oh, no. I just had this, like, this gut feeling like, oh, God, please remember her name. Uh, well, I don't know. Well, he, and and he no reason right. not to, but just like, just like, guess. what if? A safe guess, yeah. No, a safe guess for 30-year-old Jessica or Ashley. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. Uh, There's only Ashley, one of two names. Jennifer. So, <laughs> Ashley, you, we're, uh, we're, I, I'm really excited to get into this uh, because I think this is... The second time um, we've kind of gone into this sort of territory on the show, it's, uh, it's fucking hot right now, man. Yeah, dude. Um, I was like, you're I'm wearing a jacket. I'm wearing a down the jacket. Fuck. Um, we, we had someone on the, sh- on the podcast uh, not too long ago named Luke. And if you haven't heard that episode, Luke got into a really horrendous motorcycle accident. Um, and we talked about the aftermath of that and how that affected him. You're kind of in a similar boat, but not so much a, a, a motorcycle accident. Why don't you let everyone know what it is that we're going to be talking about tonight? So, uh, long story short, three years ago, I was driving to Montrambla with uh, one of my best friends for her bachelorette party, um, and we got hit head on. Um, I was going like 80, the person who hit us was going 80, so combined impact of Ooh. 160. Holy um, f- I had a friend in the back seat too. Um, miraculously, those two walked away, um, but I got the brunt of it. You were driving? I was driving, yeah. Okay. Oh my God. <clears throat> 160 kilometers per hour. Is that, is that the. Is that how it works? Is that the math of like if you get to hold? Yes. Just no, fuck you. Just just, get, just give me a minute, Taylor, because I remember in driving Do you school. Combine the two. Well, no. Listen, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hear me out. I remember in driving school uh, hearing something about like yeah, if you hit a brick wall going sixty, there was like the imp- the impact is like hitting something at 60 I don't know but then, but then if the brick wall was moving back this, to you at this, 60 it would be like 120 this uh, is one of those moments where like I'm, I'm still talking and I'm going Jeremy stop you need to stop but is that it, it 
that is how they equate it. It's like you that's, just double the. That's what I've been told. Um, just because whenever you say like I was going eighty, they're like, oh, that's not very fast. But it's the combined. Impact. So it's yeah. it's as if you were driving one sixty and went into a brick wall. See, when you I don't know <laughs> the mathematics behind it. Who is a mathematician? Yeah, we, need a, we need a mathematician here. to get anybody. Us anybody? Uh, <laughs> yes, you in the back. No, just kidding. I really <laughs> don't care. He's here and he's an engineer and he likes to tell people. So that someone should like, yes, the math is sound. <laughs> the but math the, is sound. The thing that I was thinking is like you said that you hit at 80 and then you were like oh 80 like when you say that people are like oh whatever that's not a big deal but like i heard personally that like anything over 30 kilometers an hour can be pretty dangerous anyway anything over 30 or 40 is considered high speed collision well then you i really we're really fucking going yeah Yeah. how okay so let's like (laughs) i i'm guessing you don't remember much i remember it like i was conscious the whole time what like i got when we got hit. I, I think I was knocked out for like 20 seconds, but I came to like the whole impact. I was awake and I think I got knocked out by the time the car stopped moving. And then I woke up and there was no one at the scene yet. So it was like, holy like, shit. Dude. So driving behind me though, there was a resident from the uh, Ottawa hospital in miraculous turn. Um, because where we were, we were only about an hour, uh, south of mont which is like pretty much the middle of fucking nowhere, Quebec. Mm-hmm. So is that um, like halfway there? Because is it about two hours, two hours, yeah, it's two hours. So it's a little more than halfway there. <coughs> okay. Um, so there's literally nothing but chip trucks and bullshit. Like there's nothing there. Mm-hmm. So I like when, when we first heard the story, um, from you and you sent in your application, um, I could like very vividly put myself at that scene because I used to live here as I mentioned and, and would drive to Tromlo as well but that's, that's like all you're going to say because I used to crash cars for a living <laughs> and I know what it's all about so <laughs> let me just like dive right into that well have you guys ever been in a in like a pretty serious car accident I was when I was really really young and I just have like snippets of memory of it but no like no traumatic memories because I just I just was, I was three years old, maybe. I haven't even been in a fender bender. Really? Yep. What? Yeah. You're not even that great of a driver, though. (laughs) Dude, I've been driving since I was 16, and I have a perfect driving record, and I would say I'm a pretty good driver. Okay. Well, your driver's abstract would agree with that, so (laughs) I won't challenge you on that. Um all right, so so what happened then when when you remember like opening your eyes up? And- so I I actually didn't think it was that bad. I was like thinking in my head, and it sounds like ridiculous, but I was like, we have to move our dinner reservations because now we're not going to make it. Because <laughs> oh. we were we were talking on the way about how we were running late, so we had already called like most of the girls were already there. We were the last people to go up, so we had called them and been like, yeah, we're running late. Um, can you change the reservations? And they're like, no, we're not going to change them. We're only going to be twenty minutes late or whatever. So I was like, now we definitely need to call them to change the reservation. And then did you like, say? Did you did you at least twenty minutes? I, I, did you I, verbally I, say that to like your well, your I was girlfriends? In the airbag. So I like I just. Kind you were just like, we need to change the reservation. And I was like, there's no way there's a rental car place around here. Right. I was yeah. like, that's really shitty. Because I thought, because when the car was coming at me, I turned to go into the ditch. So I thought I ditched my car. Like, it didn't really. You, so you didn't even really know that you hit really, the not other right car. Away. Right. It's so that we, the other, uh, was a week or so two fast. ago, it's very similar, very similar kind of like thought process after a really, tr- yeah. really cra- crazy event. This, this, uh, young woman we were talking to, she was figure skating when she was like 13 and she, she stabbed the, her skate into her leg, pulled up 
and cut her femoral artery. Yeah. I know, right? Mm. And, oh, and, yeah, and she was like, and she was like, until you hear the episode, it's she was gnarly. Like, I need to go to soccer tonight. And yeah. everyone was like, yeah, you, you all your blood is outside of you. <laughs> yeah, you think about like really practical stuff that yeah. is just so ridiculous when I mean, it is, I, back. I'm assuming, I guess that's like, a sh- that's shock. You just yeah. can't, you can't conceive of the idea that you are like broken next to beyond repair. Yeah, not at all. And like, I didn't feel any pain. So you, you, the, the accident happens. And, um, first of all, is this, is this, how old are you right now? I'm 30. You're 30. Yeah. When did this accident happen? Three years ago, next week. Three years ago. Yeah. Is this next traumatic week? for you to be talking about this? No, no. Okay, no. great. <laughs> Cause we're going to be doing it for about an hour. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, you, you hit you hit the car. You don't know it. You're you're yelling into the airbag. We need to change the reservation. Yeah. Uh, and like, what what are your are your friends conscious? Like, were they knocked out? I, they or? were both knocked out right away. But I think, like me, they came to really quick. Right. So the girl in the back seat did have an injury from the seatbelt. So her spleen was uh, ruptured. Yeah, which, okay. it didn't which rupture, is real. Oh, okay. oh, okay. Can you so just, can you feel that? Like, would that be really painful? Your I have no idea. I don't have a yeah. spleen anymore. From oh, the accident, I'm assuming? Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, I think it can so, be very, very, very... It can be... If it ruptures, I think painful. it's, like, deadly. Like Yeah, if you don't get quickly. it... If you don't get it... Uh, Pretty sure, like, if anything ruptures inside you, <laughs> yeah. it's kind of fucky. Yeah. 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 So, I think you die of infection. Yeah, that. it's, like, septic. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm curious about, like, what happened between, like, you and the other two passengers in that moment, because... Yeah, like, uh, what is guys, the communication? Well, like, that's what I'm curious you guys, about. You guys told your two stories. You didn't have any stories of a car accident, but one time I was... Uh, I was 16, and I was not Story driving. time with Bri. Here we go. I was not driving, but I was a passenger in a car with my friend, and she had just gotten her license, like, a month or two earlier. And on the way to the movie theater, she was like... Look, like my friends today were making fun of me, telling me I'm a bad driver, and the whole time on the way there, I'm like, "No, you're great. You're oh, doing, no. you're doing such a good job." And then she turned left on a green light on the Bedford Highway in Halifax, and another car was coming straight, and it just nailed us right behind my back. And I was fine, and like it wasn't a really like traumatic accident, like mm-hmm. like the one that you were in, but I remember like immediately being like. Oh my God! Are you okay? Like looking at the person next to me, like oh my God! Yeah, like panicking like, and like, what, like and like frantic. I'm okay. I'm okay. And I was. I think I kept saying that. I kept. I kept saying like I'm okay. I'm okay. Are you okay? And she was like, uh, I'm just crying because I'm a bad driver. And I'm like, Yes, you are a bad driver. She's like yeah. She's yeah. Going, I can confirm. One hundred percent confirmed. Yeah. We, we got hit so hard that it was a minivan and it slid sideways and all four tires exploded. Whoa. Yeah. Dude, you know what's crazy that about that? Crazy. Is that? At the time, I was fine. We were going with this with, with this girl and I was way better friends with her than you were at the time. That's true. And we were supposed to go to the movie but I was grounded for probably lighting something on fire. And <clears throat> likely, yeah. I so Brian was I the think, second choice. So I so, would have so I would have been No, I was going to it was a double mm-hmm. It was a I don't know. A thruple. So what would have happened? <laughs> it was a, so you what, guys were a thruple. So what would have happened is that I would have sat in the front, no doubt. Absolutely. And you yeah. would have gotten in the back seat, yeah. and that's where the impact happened. But because I didn't go, you sat in the front seat, and you were fine. Okay, yeah. you know what? Final destination. I, I want to put a pin on that and actually come back to it. Um, Do you guys want to talk about the trauma I went through afterwards? <laughs> no, no, no okay. I don't. But, but, I, but I had a real question But I want to put a pin on, on that and remember yeah. that, because I think that that's the, 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 there's something about... 
these traumatic events, I feel like, and this happened, this must happen. Who knows? I shouldn't be putting this on you, but I'm assuming when people go through these really traumatic events, there's always that moment where you start to think, what well, what if this happened? Or what if this didn't happen? Mm. I mean, hold on to your thought, Bri, but yeah. like, have you gone through much of that? Of like, Well, actually, my best friend was supposed to come with us, um, but she didn't really... She didn't really want to go, and you know, she ended up not going at the last minute. But she had like committed to go, so she totally would have been sitting behind me. And knowing that I got crushed so hard, I'm sure my seat would have like crushed her. But then I yeah. think maybe if I would have gone to pick her up, we would have been later, and this wouldn't have happened. So right. it's like right. you can't yeah. really do that because you just like God. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's a game of like, moments. You can I go back and get gas forever. And I insisted on going in and get coffee <clears> and like stuff like that. All those like, little mm-hmm. tiny things. Yeah. I this is this is I had a a moment with my. Um, this is the first time I ever had this sort of moment in my life, and it totally fucked with me for like a long time. Um, I was, I had a my 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 high school girlfriend and I came out of a, a building, and we had done this thing where we're, we're inside the building. We came out of the elevator, and I I kind of like you know tag your it and sprinted, and then we came to a stop. We went outside, and then she ran out into the street without looking both ways, and she was behind a truck. And I saw a truck coming. I grabbed her and pulled her back. She was so close to getting just nailed by a car. Dude, you're a hero. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Thank you very much. Wow. And so, um, but I had that thought of like, whoa, like what if, what if, what if we didn't, if we never sprinted out of the elevator, that never would have happened. What if we sprinted a little further? Uh, what if she was faster than me, which she definitely wasn't. I was pretty fast at the time. But if she was and got ahead of me and then got out there and I couldn't grab her, like you're, and then you, you can really like slip into that. It's yeah, maddening, right? Out of control. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Isn't that final destination though? It basically is. It really yeah, is. it's like the plot of the film. <laughs> yeah. Is it? Uh, not I mean, really. Yeah. So, I mean, I think everyone dies. That's the plot of the film. <laughs> okay. So then, so then, in Spoiler. in the car, like when when that accident happened yeah. for you, where like what was the immediate um, communication between you and the passengers? So, um, my friend that was sitting in the passenger seat couldn't talk to me. She said all she saw was that like I had really long hair at the time, so all she saw was the airbag and like my hair. And then she was extracted out of the car like immediately. So there wasn't really much. The girl in the back seat was also out pretty. Pretty much right away. Like they got they, up and got out, or someone pulled they them. Got up, got out, and got out. They walked. Okay. The they, way it, the way the car hit was the front end passenger, or the, sorry, the front end driver's side. So it was like front end impact, but more on my side. So they could open their doors. They were free to go, and they were like we were on the shoulder, so they could just get out. Mm. So as far as I know, they just got out. So the car was upright, like it wasn't. Yeah, on upright the side didn't roll, nothing like that. But no. it's it's fucked. What was the other oh. car like? So the other car, I just saw pictures. Um, so it's smashed, but it was uh, just one person alone in the car. So it was the front passenger side that got smashed, mm-hmm. and it it was badly damaged, not nearly as bad as mine though. And she was so. she was okay, or uh, as far as I know, she was okay. I heard in the beginning that she had broken her leg, but like I don't really know. That was just someone overhearing in the hospital that yeah. there was. I don't really know. Sure. And right. then, so what was so your friends? Your friends more or less get up and walk out there. Yeah. Quote unquote, okay. Yeah. Uh, the girl in the backseat had to stay in the hospital for a couple of weeks for her spleen. Oh shit, a couple of weeks. Yeah, well, Damn. I think I think they had to do the surgery and make sure right she recovery wasn't and everything. And what's so? What is like? What's the assessment? What's the laundry list of of shit that happens so to you? Initially, it was um, it's 
well, I'll start from the bottom. So I had broken, um, both my feet Just were like crushed. Drake. So it was the most disgusting thing I've ever had described to me was like a year after the accident. Um, the fractures that I had on my feet were called uh, Les Frank fractures. I always accidentally call them Les Paul fractures. Like guitar. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know why. Rock and roll. But basically it's when it's disgusting. It's when the bottom of your foot is pushed to your shin. Oh. So your toes basically are... Crushed. Hold on, hold on. Wait, what? Like, so like your foot is like this... And it's like someone's like no, and like ooh. so like it's like it's like flexing yeah. this way yeah, but pushed. and smash yeah. up. Holy shit! <laughs> what about your Achilles? What about your Achilles tendon? My car was a standard, so I stuck like in like for instinct, I stuck both feet like way out. Oh like, my the, god! Breaking the clutch. And did your Achilles snap into? That's what I'm saying. There are so many soft tissue da- like that I don't even really know. Like, I feel like it would have just, to, which so is my, my biggest fear. Like, did you did, no did you see him? I couldn't like, see anything because the steering column like went into my abdomen basically, oh. so I couldn't see anything from my like my neck. Down. Holy it smokes! Was, like if I think about it after the fact, it's disgusting. But at the time, oblivious. Right. So you were literally starting from the bottom yeah. with this. So I had the. <laughs> what, what did you say it was called again? A what? A less Frank. Less Frank. F R A N K. Yeah, I think so. Man, I, I feel I like with a C, not a K. I don't okay, know. I feel like that's one of those things where. Uh, if you keep, when you Google the image, yeah. Well, I, I did. I googled it because the physician that examined me he was doing this like a dude. I don't. I don't know if we should put that up, Brian. Are you wait, 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 Brian, wait. Are you googling it to put it up? I'm just looking for my own pleasure. Okay. <laughs> oh God, and Jesus. It, so pleasure was an interesting you. choice of words. <laughs> Bring it up, and I'm just curious to see. And then, and I don't know. Okay. Who wants to see it? No, wait. Just we'll <laughs> get to that. We'll get like to that. Completely wrong, but so you have your shin. Your 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 feet are are bouncing crush. off your shins. Yeah. Um, What's what else? Both Move femurs, up. Uh, oh. broken. Both femurs both broken. Both femurs broken. My left femur was an open compound fracture, which oh. means it's compound so it's like this and then it it's came, out it came out oh so it um, popped out of your hip joint oh no, it popped out no of dude no so mid thigh actually i have like a giant you can still see it i'm missing like a large portion of my muscle still because when you get an infection they cut it it's disgusting they cut it out yeah we like um, it though yeah yeah more yeah so yeah like, what else <laughs> <laughs> brian google it <laughs> So that was my biggest break would be the left femur. Well, not my biggest break, but it was up there. Um, and the most prone to infection um, because it was open. Now, so I, it, I'm, did it I, come out? It came out. Yeah, dude, out. That's what a compound fracture is. It's, yeah. It goes... Dude, that's like kill bills. So the yeah. left one was very minor compared to the right. Very or, minor sorry, the right femur one, break. The right one was minor. The left one God. was the serious. So I took a... Um, I went on this long whitewater kayaking trip. Actually, Amy might be here. Amy, you here? Hi. Oh, I can't wait to fucking squeeze you after this show. Um, and if, if you did bring donuts, I got your text. You can just put them right there, and I'll snack on them on the show. But uh, I went on this whitewater kayaking trip with a bunch of people. She was one of them. And part of it was we went through this thing called wilderness first responders. So we spent like seven days in the woods, and we learned. It's basically CPR training, but like emergencies in the woods. And one of the things that we went into is if someone breaks their femur, how to uh, use manual traction to like set the bone and get them out to emergency but the 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 thing that stuck out to me when we went through that was how massively dangerous a broken femur can be because your femoral artery runs through there and it's very easy for shards of bone to basically split that fucker and if that happens and you're not lucky like our past guests then yeah you could die yeah where were you was anything bleeding out completely you weren't so i was i was 
So Holy the, shit. the resident that was driving behind us noticed like right away, which if she wasn't like I would be Right. You mean like a resident, a doctor? Yeah, a resident physician. So she, Man, yeah, she was is, training to No, be she was just awesome. a resident of the neighborhood. <laughs> Dude, that's what it sounded she like. Was the only, she was the only woman who lived between there and Mont Tremblant. She was like, good thing I'm here. You, I have a house down it. this dirt road. When you first said it, that's what, I, that's what it sounded like. And I was like, oh, okay. She actually likely spoke and, French, too. So it was like, yeah, yeah. I mean, it makes really way more sense. sense. I was going to try to say in French, but so I don't know. she ended up know. on the rounds of doctors that was looking after me in the ICU. What? On like the Monday, so this happened on a Friday. On the Monday, she introduced herself to my parents, and she said, "Yeah, I met Ashley on Friday." She was like, "Nice girl." Yeah, she was like, "Tell Ashley I said thanks. I didn't have a job until I wheeled her in here, and they hired me on the spot." They're like, "Wow!" And now I live here. This is a great neighborhood. I love it. I hated where I lived before. It was that way the fuck out in the boonies by Mount Tremblant. Do you know about the spot? I'm a resident here, (laughs) and in the hospital. (laughs) Sorry, I totally fucking cut you off. That's horrible. Pretty good, um, and she like made a tourniquet and set it mm-hmm. on, on site. Wow, oh God! So That's going so, upwards above, now. Above the, uh, <laughs> the femurs, so my pelvis um, was broken in multiple places too. So your pelvis, if you're not familiar with your anatomy, it's basically like a circle. Um, and so if you think of breaking a lifesaver, you can't just break it in one spot. Obviously, right? Because you have to break it in two. So it's called an open book fracture, which is the most common in car accidents. But it can be also the most complicated because it damages your insides. That sounds so, so nasty. Open this, book fracture. This is the, my fingers are the back and the, my thumbs are the front. So it breaks like that. So it's like an open book. And mine actually oh. broke like twice. So it broke this oh. way also. So I snapped off both um, SI joints. And then the front of my pelvis was smashed, so I basically was like flat, like a pancake. Um, so it was like, like a destroyed dis- book disgusting. fracture. Yeah, really like, we'll open it this way, and we'll open it this way, like and wily, no one can read it. Wily, like Wiley Coyote. <laughs> Yeah. I, I know we're gonna. I know we're gonna get to it, but like, it, is this painful in the moment? Not in the moment. Not in the no, moment. Yeah. No, that's a legit question. It did not hurt at the time. So for the first, I would say 15, ha, 20 minutes, I was like, "Get me out of the car," and I was demanding drinks from the paramedics. Um, I, I just imagine you trying like, to walk on those broken feet too. Yeah, like, I, <laughs> I don't think. I don't think you were. Get me out of the car. What's so na- What's so hotel. horrible is when you did that in my. In my mind, I just heard noise, like the noises of that. This is like, this is the thing. It, yeah, it's so, it's such a, and you can hear it. You can hear it out here. Like these stories are so visceral. They're oh so, God, like yeah. there's such a, and, and we get this a lot on the podcast, but like, um, like I, it's so hard not to like feel phantom pain hearing about a lot of this stuff. Mm-hmm. And this is one of those conversations where I, I feel it so massively, <laughs> but I love that feeling. Yeah. Is that like, oh, bad? Fine. Does that make me a bad person? Uh, Maybe. <laughs> no, I mean, it's, it's just like it's fascinating. Ashley, hurt me more. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so moving up. Moving on up. Um, moving so on my up. lower, uh, so my lumbar vertebrae were all broken. Most of them crushed. Holy fuck, How dude. are you here? So, yeah. <laughs> miraculously, though, it, I don't like saying miracle or whatever, um, my spinal cord wasn't touched. Although the nerves on my right side were pretty much gone from the hips down. Like, so explain to people, uh, like anatomy-wise, so, how can, your, how can your, your lumbar be crushed but your spinal cord not be, like, affected? So basically you can break 
any of your vertebrae and walk and you'll be fine. It's if they move and hit your spinal cord where you have yeah. paralyzation. Because so your spinal where, cord... Where oh, I was God. hit, like that would have been like a para sort of injury. So I've been like oh. waist down. So your spinal cord runs, it's like it's within the tube of your yes. vertebrae, so right? So your vertebrae, yeah, they're like a tube yeah. where your spinal cord goes on the inside. So, but they have these little things that kind of stick out, and those are what get yeah. broken. They're, like, they're more like a bunch of little donuts stacked on top yeah. of one another. Yes. Yeah. I want to emphasize how, how wildly crazy that is that your spinal cord wasn't injured because just, to, just for context, the episode that came out on our show yesterday was with a young woman who dove through a pool donut in the shallow end and was paralyzed. Like, just for contrast, in terms of the ex- the extreme nature right. of the accident, yeah. like, dove through a, a a donut in a pool, was hit head-on at 160 kilometers an hour. <laughs> and like going to do the math right that now. That pool dive, to be fair, was probably, like, what, like, 10 kilometers an hour? That yeah, but, like, it's, Maybe. Just, it's yeah. just mind-blowing. Well, that's what I always find, like, crazy is because, like, my accident was so violent. Like, when you list the injuries, mm-hmm. and my spinal cord was fine, and I met people in the hospital that, you know, slipped on their bottom step and they're completely like paralyzed from the neck down. God, that's wild. Like, <laughs> How many people in the eyes right now are like scared to, do, to anything? do anything? They're like, uh, I'm just going to sit here forever now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is that okay? <laughs> Thanks observatory. Just bring me my food. <laughs> bring me oh a bedpan. Okay. So, uh, so we've got the feet, the femurs are done. The pelvis is open like a good book <laughs> and not the good book, cool. a good book. Mm-hmm. And, the could be the, going on the, vertebrae. Oh, the vertebrae, right? Yes. And then the ribs were all broken. The, all of them. I you think. Know, <laughs> was you single one of them? What the fuck? I, I don't. I, I'm pretty sure it was all of them. I think they said all but two, but I don't know which two. Oh. Um, lucky sure. Two. Okay. My collarbones were fine. Okay, that's um, good. My left elbow was another open open compound fracture. Oh my so god, dude! I turned the wheel. I had my elbow like this in the steering oh. wheel. Why were you driving like this? <laughs> well, because I turned. Because she was in a huge accident, dude. Yeah. So I, I turned like this. Like, I usually have you never watched movies, dude? Describe that well. Have you I never watched like how this. people drive in movies? <laughs> <laughs> it's so real. Yeah. A bus driver? Yeah. yeah. That's more like this. <laughs> it's also crazy that we were just like, oh, uh, our past guest, Aaron, who dove through the pool thing, mm-hmm. we're like, oh, sh- her injury was... So bad because the spinal cord was uh, was affected, mm-hmm. but with you we're like, oh, it's not that bad because your spinal cord wasn't affected. I, ha- I, it's like, I don't. I didn't like say it's not that bad. Femurs are like dust. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that doesn't sound that bad. Yeah, <clears throat> not at all. So keep going. Um, <laughs> like, so yeah, the left the left arm was pretty fucked up, and then the right arm was also broken really badly, um, but not as bad as the left. So it's like all relative. And what about your like face? So I had nothing wrong with my face. Um, that airbag did, airbag tri- did, did the trick. I had glasses on, which was good because I didn't get any glass or anything in my eyes. Um, but Not the glass from the lenses? No, they broke, but I guess they're like... You know, whatever. Designed not to like anti blind you in the face when you get in a car yeah. crash and they so explode they glasses. They like, That's the uh, trademark yeah. name of them, I think. Yeah, Warby Parker. This episode's actually brought to you by Warby Parker. And uh, <laughs> don't get blinded by your glasses, Warby Parker. Very Thank good. you. That's so, yeah. I had no wounds. You win some, you lose some, all right? <laughs> yeah. I'm used to it. Um, you're, so, you, you, what you just described to me sounds like. 
um, what it would look like if I came across someone who just happened to fall out of a plane without a parachute and hit the ground, which sounds horrendous and very scarring. And I'm wondering if your two friends who were, um, uh, you know, relatively okay after such an accident, did they see you? At all? Like, were they like, well, they, whoa, Ashley, your fucking they, arm's they coming out of your arm. Because the, they got taken in ambulances, like, right away. They just so zipped they, them away. They just zipped them away. Did they oh, take the them best. straight to the bachelorette party, or did they, like... <laughs> well, this thing, too, is like, all the girls, like, we were the last people to go. <clears throat> so they were all up there, and they were all drunk. So oh, they no. Leave. Did they know while they were drunk? Did someone so tell someone, them while they were drunk? Well, they found out because they were... They, that's how everyone, it kind of came out, was they were calling my friend's fiancé and being like... Do you know where they are? They're supposed to be here two hours ago. Where they are? And then they. Found and the bride, out, the bride blamed you. She was like, ah, "Turn bridezilla! Yeah. You ruined my bachelor bride party." <laughs> <laughs> Turn bridezilla. No. Um, so yeah, they, that's how they found out. Was Whoa. they were looking for us? God, what a buzzkill! Yeah. yeah, and yeah, so they couldn't time. leave, yeah. which was like really. Yeah, shady. you're stuck. You're stuck they're there. You're just like, well, there. I guess we have to just wait now and yeah, listen. I don't know and if they, maybe they went out. I don't know. So were you? Were you? Absolutely <laughs> not. There's no way. <laughs> I don't. Maybe we're like we're already maybe. drunk. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but I'm probably. They also probably didn't know how serious yeah. it was either. And so did you? They said they they took your friends off right away. Did they have to be very? Careful with how they well, it, took you yeah, out. Yeah, it took of the like car. about an hour and a half. I was stuck wow. um, because they have to make sure all the metals off. So when they take you out, they can do it really quickly. Um, because if they were to move me and there was something sticking in my leg, for instance, that was stopping the blood, and they moved me too quick, Oof. and they weren't able to get me out fully, then you're dead. Then I'd be dead. Yeah. Did they so, use the jaws of life? They did. Yeah. What's that? Um, uh, is that intense? I've seen it's them used loud. once. Yeah, it's, and it's very Everything loud. Everything is loud. That's yeah. what, like, I, and I'm still kind of, like, sensitive to noise just because it's so loud. How Ooh. loud How loud is the car accident itself? It is unbelievable. It's crazy, it's right? It's crazy. Yeah, crazy. my wife got into uh, an accident, and we've we talked about it a, a number of times, but that's the thing she said that's- has, like, scarred her the most from it is the, the way she puts it is the sound of bending and, and like, shredding metal and how like sheer deafening it is that's that's like the main thing i remember about the impact and in hindsight now i realize like obviously it was a car that hit me not the ditch but it was like the sound of the metal and it literally like crumbles like you wouldn't it feels like it's like nothing like you're just like crumpling up a piece of paper it's insane Mm -hmm. it's supposed to work that way though too because like there there's like the core body of the car that that like protects you but the other stuff is just supposed to like fold in yeah oh really but it's noisy oh i didn't know that (laughs) yeah it's full of it's full of bubble wrap yeah (laughs) just bubble wrap is like just can't go near it anymore yeah (laughs) so (laughs) then so they pull you out you get it and you get into terrified obviously because everyone had already left in the ambulances and i'm thinking like this is the middle of nowhere like where are these ambulance is going to come from right. um, and then always when you see like car accidents in the movies the car bursts into flames like every time it's gonna blow oh, yeah, oh sorry i was like, like what wait what no it didn't it didn't burst into flames <laughs> thank god because apparently that barely ever happens like, right they show it in every single like car accident scene in a movie so it's i was inter- like i'm gonna burn it up it's very entertaining <laughs> when the car um, blows up when you when they when you do get into the ambulance yeah. um what's your 
where are you at mentally at this point? So, like, obviously, so this I, is a pretty long process yeah. to get you out. So, at that point, like, after about 20 minutes of, like, thinking I was fine, um, I started to panic because I could hear them talking. And the paramedics were, you know, they were talking in French mostly. But I could hear them say, like, oh, like, she's, she's, really, she's really hurt. Like, she's, you know, and it, they were kind of implying that they're going to pull me out and I'm going to die on the spot. They so were, I was like... They were like breaking for English during that part or like... No, just like... Because there was like a lot of bystanders that were speaking English. So I kind okay. of got like a mixed... Mixed, sig- mixed signals, <laughs> basically. And then they put me in the ambulance and then I started to like pass out, basically, because I'd lost so much... Once I was out, then I really started bleeding. Right. So oh, so the, so the car was in some ways like keeping you from... Yeah. From like almost a sooner death. And at this point, it's been like an hour and a half. So, Whoa. Did, did the pain set in then? I don't remember being in pain. Okay. But at all. At all. Like, Not until I woke up. Yeah. Adrenaline's a pretty wild thing. It is. Absolutely. And, and yeah. yeah, I mean, like, I feel like if you, I don't know, this is totally me just making up, like, yeah, here's the science behind it. Um, <laughs> so don't take what I say literally. But I feel like, like with like a one broken bone, um, you know, like something very simple. It's like your body will go, okay, here's some adrenaline to like take away some of the pain, but like I'm not going to work overtime. But something in your case, your body's like, okay, I got to do this, and this is like life or death. And if I don't, maybe something, you know, if I don't give enough, maybe I'll die. So yeah. it's, it's everything. Like your tank is just going to go, I'm going to empty all out here. Yeah. That sounds 100% correct. Thanks. Thank you very much. Man, I was kind of a bit skeptical when you were talking. I don't know if I can believe that or not. (laughs) Google it. Google it, Bryce. Google it. Okay. Um, So when when do you come to again? Um, I feel like you must be out. May. So this was March 13th. It was Friday the 13th. Friday the 13th. Wait, wait, wait. Did you say May is in the I month? I said like, May, yeah, May. So you went to sleep in the ambulance so I, and I had a really good nap. And then I woke up in the Hall Hospital, which is on the Quebec side, which is just like a community hospital because yep. I need to get blood transfusions right away. So what they do, um, I didn't know this before, but in big traumas like mine, they don't do anything until they like pump you full of blood. So once you arrive, you're hypotensive, so your blood pressure is super low. They pump you full of blood before they transfer you to the trauma center, which is Ottawa, which we're really lucky. We have, like, one of the best trauma centers here. Mm. Um, So I woke up in Hull, and they kept calling me the wrong name. And my friends that were already brought to the hospital were still there, and they could hear me because they had just a few emergency bays. So they were in the rooms beside, and they could hear me. And they were like, her name's not. They kept calling me Ashley White, which is not even close to my last name. And all I, because I woke up. Your Ashley, I name's Ashley Black. Like, her fucking name is not <laughs> Ashley White. And I didn't really, when my friend had told me about that months later, I eventually got the hospital report from Hull, and it said Ashley White on every single record. Ooh, man, that would, that would scare me because Why? I would think... I have no idea, because it's not even close. I'm wondering if, like, they fill out, like, white female, and it just got, like... Ashley, comma, white. White, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But that, would, that would make your name yeah, white Yeah, make your Ashley. name white Ashley. <laughs> yeah, yeah well, exactly. She goes by white like, Ashley. Yeah, we don't white know. <laughs> She is white. There was white. a white Ashley and a black Ashley. And so that's I how they came did it. to and hall, but then they intubated me again and sedated me, and then I was comatose. Uh, that would scare wow. me, actually, the name thing, especially if I was in the hospital yeah. hearing it, because I'd start thinking, are they doing the right thing to me? Do yeah, they, do they think that Ashley. what's wrong with Ashley yeah. White yeah. is what's wrong with me? Yeah. That's oh, so funny. my God. Well, because I just thought they wouldn't be able to find my family or anything if they didn't have my right It's funny name. because you jumped to that's that. That's more rational. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. I, well, I thought that... Uh, 
with the name mix up and you like waking up in the hospital and them being like, no, your name is Ashley White. Oh. And then you start going, am I? Yeah. Like, yeah. Come That's, to think of it, I can't yeah, really remember what happened before the accident. Yeah. So, like a movie. so, so it, correct me if I'm wrong. They, you, you come, you come to. They're calling you Ashley White. It's really confusing. But then, then they sedate you. So, do yeah. they, they put you into a yeah, coma? They induced a coma. And and did they, um, when you get, when they induce coma, yeah. are they the ones that hold the key to pull you out of it? I believe so. Yeah. Okay, so it wasn't like it wasn't like, like you wait, came out of the like coma yourself in May. And you were no, like, oh, whoa. No, they decided to wake they, up. They go, okay, let's yeah. wake her up. Yeah. Did they tell you how long it was going to be? No, so they put me under, um, and then I was transferred to Ottawa. That would be so fucked, though, Bri. If they, it's March, and they're like, we're going to put you under, and you'll be back in May. Good night. <laughs> You're like, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> right? But, like, but like, what's more fucked up? Them saying, okay, what would you rather? Okay, Would you rather <laughs> right. be told? Here we go, yeah. My favorite game. game. Would yeah. you rather? And we can maybe do this, like, as an audience applause thing, okay? Sure. Would you rather... Be told that you're going to be put in a coma for two months and wake up two months later or not be told the day that they're going to wake you up and it could potentially be two months, it could be two weeks, or it could be two years. You have no idea what your expectation is of how long you go under for. Okay? Applause if you would rather have the date told to you right before you go to sleep. (laughs) Applause if you're like... Just put me under and take me back whenever. Yeah. Not that this fucking matters because this didn't happen to you. <laughs> but uh, but I, I also feel like, don't tell me. Don't tell me. How scary would that be to be like, what? That's like three months or whatever, like however long. That's crazy. But, but don't they sometimes I know go, it. My, look, look, look. But then you're so quickly no. not. I made up a fucking conscious. abstract number. I know that March is two months away from May. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> you do uh, now after January, February, March, April, May. <laughs> um, yeah, but, but like two months is a long time. But like what if I – think, I think maybe – But you that don't they, know while yeah, you're okay, in coma. But I think, well, I think well, maybe the we, reason we why is because – Okay, sweet. <laughs> okay, so maybe I'll put this to you. Do, you. do you think that they don't tell you because there's a potential chance that you might not wake up? No, I think they just have no idea. Like I think at the time – Could it be forever though? I, it could be. Could have been. Could have been. Yeah. Like you wouldn't want yeah, they to wouldn't know. They, they wouldn't out. know it's so May. So they're inducing it, and because mm-hmm. they're inducing it because they need me to stop moving, mm-hmm. and they need to be able to assess me. So that was the initial. Like I think originally when they did put me out, it was going to be a day or two. Yeah. And it was pr- probably just to transfer me to Ottawa, and then they were going to assess my injuries and then decide. See, what if they told you a day or two, and then it was two months? Yeah. That'd be even worse, right? Well, yeah. Oh yeah, that'd be trippy. Where, where are your parents through all this? So my. My parents live in Ottawa. Um, my mom uh, had been calling my cell phone because she's a worry. I didn't live with her or anything, but she's very much a worrier. And she had been calling my cell phone because I was supposed to call her when I got there. And she was upset because I didn't because I didn't go there. <laughs> yeah. But um, so the tow truck driver had answered my cell phone. And so my, oh, that's shit. how my mom Is that, wait, out. what the fuck? Is that so, normal? Did tow tr- truck drivers well, just do that? Well, towed my car. Actually, this, this guy was a hero. That's <laughs> okay, so, great. That sounds kind of noble. Towed my car. Is it? And he had answered my phone. Yeah. 
And my mom was like, oh, Ashley got drunk and lost her phone at the bachelorette party, and some French guy's got it. Yeah. <laughs> because he answers the phone and he's like, It's the stripper. <laughs> yeah, it's the stripper from the bachelor party. But he was like, yeah, I'm Curtis, whatever. Tow truck driver. And Sounds like, like a stripper. Ashley was in an accident. Curtis, right? Yeah, sort of any, like sort any Curtises in the house that are like, oh, that my name like sounds like a stripper. Of <laughs> this, this, yeah. <laughs> Whoa, and sort of any Lacey's. <laughs> Lacey spelled with an I. <laughs> um, uh, th- this is actually blowing my mind. So he picks it up, and yeah. he's the one that tells your mom. Yeah, so he says, but he was really good about it. He didn't say it was head on. He didn't say I was bleeding on the highway and whatever. He was just like, yeah, she's been in an accident. They took her to the hospital. She probably went to this hospital or this hospital, whatever. Um, and she hangs up, and obviously she starts like calling all the hospitals. Uh-huh. None of them will tell her anything because she didn't have my driver's license number. And they're also calling you White Ashley, so... <laughs> She's like, no, my daughter's not White. What the fuck? White Ashley? Who, whose name is White Ashley? Yeah. So that's how she found out about it. So at this point, she uh, starts calling around. She can't get a hold of anyone. And then the it, it all happened all fucked up. So the my friend's fiancé is friends with my brother, sort of. And my brother lives in Vancouver. So he found out about it because my friend called him because she was coherent and whatever. And he called my brother in Vancouver, who then panicked because he said on the phone, um, he, didn't, he wasn't really clear about what the injuries were. Um, so my brother was really upset, thinking if they're calling me from Ottawa, there's obviously something mm. really bad. So he starts freaking out, calls my mom, and it's just like a mess. Um, but they eventually figure out that I'm in Hull. So my mom, my stepdad drives OC Transpo bus. Mm-hmm. So they got him off the bus. <clears throat> Like the security guard, like went and got him, I guess. And then they started driving to Hull, and then they got called, and like, no, she's being transferred to Ottawa. So now it's like midnight. Mm. So this accident happened at like six thirty, so it's midnight now. Um, and they meet me basically at Hull, but or at the hospital, but they can't, uh, they can't see me yet. Mm-hmm. So, so they put you to sleep. Yep. And uh, you kind of alluded to it, but I just want to confirm: you don't recall anything during your coma. No. Like no. you're, it's pretty much just like you close your eyes, you open your eyes, and it's yeah. and it's two months later. Yeah, and there's no snow, right? Which was like the first thing I noticed because I had a room, I had the best room in the trauma unit. I had like my own room, had best view of the experimental farm. It was like primary. But you weren't Sweet. even like awake to enjoy it. Well, when I woke up, I mean, okay. that's where I woke up. Right. It was in the best, the best room. Okay. She yeah, showed like, her pictures of the room she used to be in. She's now in a really shitty room. She was like, oh, when you were asleep, we had you in this really great room. Yeah. <laughs> Here are photos. That from yeah, we, yeah, we had to move you to the janitor's closet, but uh, we'll wheel you back there tomorrow, so, and you can did, look at it for a minute. Did you, um, any, did you have any like perception of time, though, when no you idea. woke up? You weren't like, oh, my God, it's been a really long time. No, and I had no idea when I first woke up, because I was still on like a lot of heavy narcotics. Yeah. So when I first woke up, I really had no idea what had happened or like I didn't recognize people right away I didn't recognize faces but I knew I knew them I just couldn't picture who everyone was mm-hmm. um, was there an audience there or was it like a so, couple of doctors uh, no my, my parents were there uh, some friends were there like again they say they wake you up but it's like a two week process so they Whoa. and I, I had a trach so I couldn't talk at all um yeah, so that, there's something that I've been noticing as we as uh, we first met, like yeah. moments ago, and over the last 45 minutes or so while we're talking here. But there's a there's a real bitchin' rad scar <laughs> on your chest. There yeah. is that where the trach was. Yes, I, it's so crazy to me because when I look at that, um, it looks so low. Do you know what I mean? Like it looked to me, I, I feel like a trach would be for some reason higher. I don't know. It just looks low to me. I, I didn't, didn't realize that they go in so low. 
I've, anyway, I, this is the only trick scar I've ever seen. Just an observation. <laughs> yeah, same. It's the only one I've ever seen, and I'm like, wow, wow, look how low that looks. I have no idea. Yeah. Um, but is there you when you inhale? There's like this sort of. It, it almost sounds like you're struggling to breathe in. Yeah. It is that. An That's af- from. That's from the trach. So I had the trach um, installed early on because I wasn't able to breathe on my own. So when they're taking me out of coma, because I was on a respirator the whole time I was in a coma, I was mm. never breathing on my own. So when they started to take me off the respirator, <sighs> so they had to have the trach in case I couldn't breathe. So they needed to be able to hook the respirator back up quickly, I guess. Okay. Whoa. And then they needed, when they were taking me out of the coma, because I was still at risk of, like, lots of complications they needed to be able to have an airway right away so they kept it for quite a while and that's why i have like such a scar because normally people have a much smaller smaller okay scar. so that's technically a bigger scar for i would say i would say i think it's right. bigger yeah and when they when they when they pull you out and you have a trach can you talk I couldn't talk because I didn't know how to, like, there's a method you can use, but you have to have, because I couldn't move at all, like, I was completely, couldn't move my arms or anything, so I couldn't have been able to do it myself, but if the nurse, like, when they started teaching me how to talk with it, you have to kind of hold it, so I'd have to have somebody, like, hold it, it gross. Does that hurt? Uh, it didn't feel good. What, what really didn't feel good, though, was um, I had a lot of problems with, like, phlegm and stuff. Mm, building num. up in my chest. Right. So, and I couldn't breathe because I didn't know. I was like half breathing out of the trach, half breathing out of my nose. And I obviously wasn't very good at it. So I'd have to get them to suction. So they stick a tube down Ugh. your throat and suck out this. Oh my God, that sounds like That feels like, I don't know if you've ever shoved anything down. down your I don't know why you would. <laughs> <laughs> Did you say, I don't know why you would? Well, no. <laughs> Jeremy's like, why wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It feels terrible, basically. And it's like a sharp straw. It's not good. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, like very scratchy. What, is, what does it feel like to try to breathe from that, that machine too and try to learn to do that again? I kind of imagine it being a little bit like snorkeling. It is. It is. I just went snorkeling Sweet, recently. Yes. But, and I'm not very good at that either. So it must be like a skill set that yeah. I don't have. Because you know when you wear those like full face masks and they cover your nose and yeah. you're like, oh, I can't really breathe out of my nose. And yeah, like, and that's the breath, objective. But you're not really out of breath. Right. Yeah. yeah like you, you should be able to breathe. All right. When you're on the trach, or sorry, when you're on the, the respirator, yeah. does your, like, does your diaphragm get weak or is it being used or like you know it's like being forced to like go up and down i think that's why they take you off so slowly is they have to kind of retrain you to breathe right on your own and it's like not not everyone can do it like right away it took me it took me a few weeks man oh man and so in in, when you say that it took you that that two-week period was that to that was just for the breathing or or so that you could like slowly start to be conscious and like so they would know wake your me muscles up, like, again just a few minutes at a time and put me back under because as soon as they wake woke me up i would start panicking and oh my god that whoa. sounds like and such a horrible prank i would prank. start feeling pain and i didn't know like oh, why shit. so my heart rate would go through the roof and then they and it would go to the point where it was like really risky so they put me back under. do you remember any of that i remember certain times like i'm sure i don't remember all of them but i do remember certain times and i do remember them telling me they're putting me back under and i kind of understood what they were doing and i wanted them to because i was like you were like yes please please yeah. please yeah. do yeah. it were you yeah. feeling scared like were, were i was terrified because i still didn't really know what was going on and i thought i was completely paralyzed because i couldn't move and the reason why this is like the short version but the reason why i ended up uh, sedated for so long because it was initially just going to be a couple days to fix the broken bones and that's how it started so what they would do is put me in surgery for like 12 hours one day and then take me out for a full day 
and then put me back under. So they'd fixed all my broken bones and I had like a super high fever. And I basically went into septic shock and they couldn't figure it out. Um, So they opened up my abdomen. So from like here down to past my belly button. And they discovered, so one of the risks with a pelvic fracture, any sort of uh, stomach impact, is that you uh, damage your bowels. So what happened was um, normally your bowels are damaged from your pelvis lower. Um, So how they know if you don't have one is if you have, once you're sedated, if you have a bowel movement, then they know you don't. So I did. So they didn't think there was anything wrong with my bowels or my stomach. You can have a a bowel movement while you're sedated? You have to. Yeah, your body's just going to push it out. Yeah. Crazy. Because otherwise, yeah. Yeah, if you don't, you just like... Otherwise you'd like die. You'd die, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So So did you not then? Result of not pooping. No, I did. Okay, you did. when they opened me up, they discovered it had actually, my bowels had uh, perforated way higher than normal. Oh, oh no. So all of my stomach contents had basically leaked into my Oh, bowel. no. And That's not good. So I was completely septic. Like, it had start, started hitting all the organs, and I was, like, That's like, on, you're going to die real quick if they don't yeah, like, fix that. Yeah, so they, basically what they would do is, for a couple of days, they would bring me into the OR for a few hours and flush my abdomen out. And they described it to my parents, like, I don't know if this is that accurate, but, like, as, like, a, basically, like, a hose. And they would just, like, wash out your abdomen. And they left it open. Oh. <laughs> I know. That is hands down the gnarliest thing I've ever heard on the podcast. And it was open until July. Whoa. What? So, wait, wait, wait. Whoa. So you're just, like... You're splayed open, and they and they go. All right, well, oh shit, five o'clock, time to go home. Uh, we'll leave her like this and come back tomorrow morning. Well, they had like a, a dressing on it, like I kind of picture like this. Like how open? Glass windows, you know, like, how like, open? Like, like fairly open. Like, Probably like open like, enough. Like that much of a hole. Whoa! So like, if you remove the dressing, you'd be like, oh, there's her, there's her yeah. intestines yeah. and everything. So I had, so they left it open to do the flushing for a few days, and then they put a colostomy bag on. Yeah. Um, but it was really high, so I couldn't have anything, um, just just liquids or fluids through the IV. But how, it, how, you, how could you eat any solid I, foods like, anyway? So I was, when I was sedated, it was just IV fluids. Right. Um, but once I woke up, I wasn't allowed anything. Like, I could have ice chips, and then I had to spit them out. It was like... That's the fucking worst. The worst. I, I've like, gone through that for, ice like, chi- ice chips? two weeks. Ice chips. But I wasn't allowed to swallow them. Yeah. So I could just, like, have... I, yeah. I, I swallowed them. I just recently went through brush. that. Oh, I had that... Disc- that oh, is... Like, why brush. do they... That thing is horrible. The, the it's sponge? Like a sponge mm. Yeah. On a, on a stick, and it just tastes like... I mean, like, uh, so I, I, I'm imagining you went through Why? that for a, a good chunk of time. Yeah. I did it for two weeks in October um, as a, just a little experiment. I was like, let me try <laughs> it, not fun. doing anything in my mouth. No, like, it, I, it, was, it, was, it was hands down one of the worst experiences of my life. Mm-hmm. And, like, you, you crave just to swallow anything. Yeah. Like, you're just like, give me anything. Yeah. You can't quench your thirst. You can't no. quench like it's the fucking craziest thing in the world. Yeah. It's the worst. And then on top of that, all the other things you were dealing yeah. with. I, but that is one of the worst things. <laughs> yeah, it's the worst thing. Yeah. With, with, with two broken things. femurs and open pelvis. What blows my mind about this is like is is how wild is it that it's someone's job? I mean, I guess you probably had like a whole team of people, but even even still, you're there for so long, and you you you. <laughs> like every day you go in one for for a day and then they take a break and then you go in for a day and then you take a break you're you've become this like 
project yeah. for this team of people to be like, oh, we got Ashley again today, and we're just going to tinker with her body, do, 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 and then send her away, and we'll see her in two days, and then you come back in. It's like, it is, that job, to me, is so mind-boggling that it's just someone's job to go, well, my job is to, like, work on really fucked up bodies to try to bring them back to, like, some sort of normalcy. Mm-hmm. Like, like a body mechanic. Yeah, you're yeah, you're like a body mechanic. Like that's the craziest thing in the world to me. Or a Yo, surgeon. Is there surgeon. anybody? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> is there anybody in here tonight that uh, that like works in a hospital and does shit like that? Just like show hands. Nope. Zero. Whoa, really? Absolutely zero. That's so actually we're all, so we're all dumb. Yeah, that's I guess. That's great. I don't think it makes us well, dumb. You know what? I, mean, I was just gonna say a round of applause for the people who do do that stuff because it's incredible. But nobody's here to hear it, so fuck that, right? Yeah, fuck exactly. it. Like, fuck it. Like, like if a tree falls in the forest, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Sick Boy Podcast. We'll be right back after this word from our sponsors. Are vegans actually unhealthy? Does cannabis ruin your sleep? And why are so many men taking testosterone supplements? I'm Mitch. And I'm Greg. And we're the creators of the popular YouTube channel, ASAP Science. Every week on our podcast, Side Note by ASAP Science, we explain the science behind a controversial subject with recent research, up-to-date studies, and ridiculous stories so you are entertained while, bam, simultaneously learning. We're here to make science make sense. Download Side Note by ASAP Science wherever you got your podcasts. The thing that I was trying to get at there, uh, uh, it, yes, it is wild that that's someone's job, but even though you're, I feel like if it was me, if I, if I was one of those surgeons who's like, this is my job, and I see Ashley um, uh, twice a day, or w- once every two days for a fuckload of time, even though you're asleep, I feel like it would be so hard not to, f- like, get some sort of attachment to this person that you're working at. Like, I feel like I, I, it makes me think of, of, of Victor Frankenstein for whatever reason. Like, you're this doctor who's trying to bring this thing back to life. Mm-hmm. Did you get to meet any of those people that, that essentially pieced you back together? To- yeah. Yeah, I did. So I met, um, I met quite a few of them. I met uh, the emergency room physician that took me in the first night. Um, so I actually emailed the hospital and figured out who he was and went to meet him. So that was pretty amazing. Um, And I've met... So I didn't realize this with orthopedics. Um, So there is literally like an elbow guy and then there's an ankle guy and a knee guy and a femur guy. Oh, wow. So it was like a huge amount of people. You're like, ah, that's too many people. I'll just take the first one. (laughs) And I'm like, so what's the main guy? Yeah. (laughs) But um, I didn't realize there was that many specialties. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, I, I have met a lot of them. And a lot of them followed me for my whole time in the hospital when I was awake. So I did get to meet them. But I think orthopedics, they're a little bit, I would say, I don't, don't want to generalize, but I think they're a little more detached than other doctors um, because they're so focused on a, an acute injury. Mm. They're not focused on the whole yeah, they're like, package. Ashley who? Like, I'm, I'm focused on elbow amazing. three. Elbow yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. And because when you go... White in, elbow. You're, you're, also, you're also not conscious. Like, they don't really right. need to deal with, like, you. Yeah. They're dealing with your body. Right, but, but, right, but what I'm saying, like, even... Even though, even even though that's the case, I feel like it would be hard not to, not to kind of want to follow that body to be like, what's the person behind this thing that I've been working on? You know, like what, like I don't know. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I agree. It, I agree. It, but. it really does blow my mind that that you know, the people do this and then they don't become like best friends for the rest of their lives. <laughs> mm. 
Yeah, I, I feel like there's some type of like ethics around there's that. Rules. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, true, true that. Yeah. I think the question that we're all wondering though is is did you ever make it to the wedding? No, I didn't. The wedding. <laughs> right? They postponed the wedding. The wedding. Like, this this was hard. So um, the accident happened on March 13th, and her wedding was April 4th. So I was in a coma. Um, uh, so I didn't make it. But when I woke up, because I had no concept of time, and she came to visit me, I was like, the wedding must be getting soon. Maybe they'll give me a day pass. And she was like, oh, it's a month ago. She's like, we're divorced. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, like, it happens. It was, like a it was a fun thing. two months, but... Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I guess, uh, uh, like, that makes me think a little bit more about, like, the whole emotional trauma surrounding mm-hmm. this, because obviously, like, there's a ton of physical damage done but I think that one of the challenges or one of the things that's sometimes even overlooked when thinking about patient care is is the the mental health side of things so what was that recovery like so in the beginning it was I was completely oblivious um I had no idea what was going on and they had you know the psychological team come to assess me but it was kind of like I've read their assessments after and it was like patient refuses to cooperate for everything because they'd come in and I was in so much pain and they would always come in after they like changed one of my really gross dressings and I just like had no tolerance for it um the emotions were a little bit harder on the uh, bride um, in the beginning, especially because she was, she walked away that night. She had a cut on her chin, and she felt really guilty because I was going there for her. Um, not that it had, you know, no fault of hers, obviously. But she, she said to me multiple times, and she said to other people, like, "I wish I just broke my leg or something." Wait, 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 wait. Oh, I, I missed this. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't the bride was, was in the car, the car with yeah, you. Yeah, she was in the, she was the passenger. Oh my God! Whoa, I didn't even know that. So she was feeling. She, so she all had some all of her she friends, all of her friends were there waiting were for there, the bride, yeah. and she didn't even make it. No. Mm. Whoa! Yeah. Oh my God! That's so wild. So that was. Yeah. So she was ca- carrying this guilt that, you know, oh. I'm here. I'm I'm continuing to go on exactly. with this marriage and or, or this wedding ceremony yeah. and and Holy this fuck. and my friend is in a hospital, not even aware of. Yeah. What's what's wrong with her yet? Because it's mm-hmm. she's in a coma. And there was talk, like you know, she talked to some of my friends, like, oh, I don't even want to go through with my wedding, and they were like, don't do that. Like you're gonna, mm. you already paid thousands of dollars for it. Just yeah. do it. Mm-hmm. get it over with. What was there any of that guilt, like uh, inside of you? Uh, I felt guilt that it was a distraction, because you know that was a time where she should have been really happy, mm-hmm. and she should have been able to, you know, mm-hmm. concentrate just on that. And I know for. You know, for sure, she she was distracted, and mm. I felt like it kind of stole her thunder in a way. Yeah. Um, but it makes for a pretty fucking wild story, you know. Like year, years down the road, years down the road, like to tell your your grandchildren or your children, like, oh yeah, our wedding was a, it was pretty crazy. Like, yeah. I almost didn't make it to the wedding ever because I could have almost died in this crazy accident. Yeah. You know, like yeah. it's. Yes. Yeah. It, I, 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 but I, I see everything that way. I always, I always, that's, that's, may, and maybe to a fault, but I honestly try to find any kind of trauma I go through. If, if I come out on the other end, I'm always like, oh man, there's a crazy story here. Yeah. yeah. Can't wait to tell it someday where it just doesn't, you know, where it, is, it isn't fresh and doesn't hurt. Yeah. Mm. I didn't feel that way in the beginning, but I do. <laughs> no, <laughs> really? It took a little while to come around to that, but definitely I did. And it, like, 
I wanted her to feel better because it made me feel worse that she felt bad. So yeah. it was like a vicious cycle of us yeah. being like, I'm sorry, no, I'm sorry. Yeah. You know? An ant yeah. bit the, the, the head of my penis not long ago, and, uh, and, and, and that, that hurt for a bit too, but then I've come around to, to telling it and really it makes, owning that story. It makes for a good story. It really yeah, does. It yeah, really it does. Yeah. I, I wanted to. <laughs> how do I go from there? I really wanted you to don't. ask you. Uh, you know, Brian just touched on the emotional side of things. Um, what was like after you get out of the hospital? After they finally close up your stomach, uh, and you go home, what is your reco- what's what's that recovery after your? Well, I actually haven't gone home yet. So, wow, uh, yet. No, I haven't. Like, you still live at the hospital? Are you going to go there tonight? Like, go home, dude. It's kind of... You're okay. (laughs) Like, so the accident system and everything that happens with insurance is wild. So I stayed in the hospital for nine months, and then I was discharged. Whoa, sorry. Sorry, what? Nine months? After you wake up? Uh, Or including? All in total. All in total. Right. That's a long time. Nine months total. Holy shit. Um, So I left just before Christmas of 2016. And then I went back into the hospital in February to get uh, elbow surgery. Um, Because I had no use of my left arm at all. So um, then after that, so when they discharged me, I was completely a quadriplegic and I needed care constantly. Oh, well, so really? I, could, I couldn't like, so when I was discharged at Christmas, like I couldn't go to the bathroom on my own. I couldn't brush my own teeth. I couldn't transfer from a wheelchair to a bed. I couldn't sit up like unsupported or anything. So I moved into a, like a retirement home because that's where, which I never realized like at 28 that that was a possibility. Wait, an actual Whoa. retirement home, an actual retirement home. And I still live there because, because you, <laughs> Wait, you still live there? I still live there. Today? Today. Because you So after this, need, you're going I'm to going a retirement home? home? Oh, yeah. And is that With a bunch of old people? Care? Yeah. Can because you play you shuffleboard care? there? Okay. You can. Dude, yeah, shuffleboard you, is super you, fun. If you want to. Um, and you could play bingo. Nice. Very popular. Okay. Are you the, are you the, you're the youngest person in there? Yes. Yes, I am. But I'm not the youngest. Like, I know another girl that was Whoa. in an accident, and she was only 22, and she went to a retirement home. The same one as you? No, a different one. Uh, I hear that they STDs probably, are rampant they in are those rampant. places. And because Dude. the nurses are all like around my age, they I hear things that um, the other residents don't. Because yeah, none of them can yeah. fucking hear. Yeah. And that's the other thing is I can be so... They're like, what? Damn it. Yeah. So I'm like loud as hell. And yeah. I don't ever get a complaint. So why are you... So you, I understand yeah, why, yeah, why? I understand why you were living on? there then because you, cause you couldn't take care of yourself at all. Yeah. What, how has this followed you till, till now? So it, I needed... I would say I like needed to be there probably for three or four months. Um, but... The way the insurance, car insurance world works, it is like the slowest, most excruciating process in the world. So they haven't done any of the assessments on me. So they can't deem whether I can go back to my old job or get a new job or whatever like that. And it's so been like a they year? Start, it's been three years. So but a year since you've been in the... Two years since I've been at the retirement home. Right, because she was in the hospital for nine, nine months, months and then and went to the retirement home. the retirement home, and it's three years right. next week. Lots of math tonight. Whoa. Yeah. So do you have any gauge on, like, when this process... So they start... Um, they're, so, they're so slow. Like, they're, they are supposed to start at the three-year mark. Or, sorry, at the two-year mark is when they're supposed to do their assessments. I've done a few assessments because it was on the Quebec side. None of my hospital records from Ontario were really applicable, so they had to reassess me. This is um, one of the fucking craziest things I, I've ever it's heard. Twenty minutes away, like so. Is this like common knowledge? Has anyone? Is this common knowledge? 
Okay, great. So you're like Van Wilder at this at this like, retirement <laughs> yeah. home. You're like, like I'm never going to leave. Is that reverse? Kind of. Like, but they all now, they don't think I'm the same person as when I moved in. Well, that's so because they think it's I'm, a, I'm staff. The older people. But, the older people. Right. It's because I'm walking around and stuff, and they're like, can you help me with my... Right. And you're like, no. no you're like, definitely. no, man. I live I was, here. I was going to say, it's likely because the people there are different now than when you first came there. Like That's the thing. The turnover is... Oh, well, no. I don't want to say turnover. That was the saddest thing I've ever heard. The, the turnover. Oh, my God. The turnover God. rate in these retirement homes is wild, let me tell you. It yeah. wasn't a the joke, STDs though. The STDs the turnover. I know. Yeah, yeah right. Good I business model, I guess. Yeah. Oh, so God, that sounded bad. Are you, like, are you able to... Yeah. I'm trying to, like... You know it's what? Crazy. It's this is nuts. a fucking great script. I gotta say, like, this is a great television show. Yeah. Are you able to like? Can you bring people to your room and party? Like, can you, like, yeah. what's your social life yeah, like in like the re- in the do. resident? Do you yeah. have like a best an, an old friend best friend, an old person best friend? Well, I well they all died. <laughs> like, oh no! I told you. Oh my god! I want to watch this TV show so bad. I know, I know it really like, would be like a great dark comedy. Yeah, it sounds like the like the new orange is the new black. Yeah. Yeah. Orange is the new. White Ashley. <laughs> Fuck, guys. We are on to something right now. Hey, can we all go over there like tonight after this? Blue. Do whatever you want. All they right, won't hear it. I mean, like everybody here. <laughs> What's your room like? So my room's pretty nice, actually. Like, it's way bigger than my apartment. Is the view um, better than your, your uh, hospital room? No, my view's into pretty much the dumpster. Right, okay, <laughs> sure. Whatever, you can't have it. <laughs> um, and they, they, like, you know, I'm kind of like... Oh my God. Uh, a celebrity in the retirement home because I'm always yeah, I bet. yeah because they're, they're like why they, do you look so good <laughs> just age really well what products are you using but I'm like leaving and they're all sitting there and they're like where oh is she god. going now she's always up to something <laughs> oh my god <laughs> Jeremy, I'm, up to, I'm up to getting up and going out you fucking <laughs> Jeremy just give us a, just give us one more taste of your old person voice no. okay wait 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 how did you get here tonight? Did, did it, I drove. Yeah, I'm okay. driving again. I was gonna. I was wondering if a shuttle from the retirement home brought you here. I was. They actually. Dude, the never, retirement homes in Halifax have shuttles. They have shuttles, but they don't drive me anywhere. Are you? Are they like? Look, no, we don't to get out of here. They're, they're like, like, like walk your ass there. It was like I had like fights every day with the staff. Yeah. Much, because they weren't used to. They're jealous a young of you. Person. And yeah, maybe maybe yeah. they're jealous, but they uh, <laughs> yeah, they're like they you get to like, walk around here with really no responsibility. Difficult kind of right. um, with being the beginning because it wasn't the kind of care they were used to, mm. and they weren't used to people having um, a lot of opinions. I guess right, um, and they're not giving the kind of care that you're needing or like used to no, receiving. Right, exactly. like like yeah. are are they are they nurses? Is that how? how so does, there's there's one RN usually on staff, and, and then the rest are just kind of like retirement PSWs. home staff, yeah. right? Mm. Right. Um, Man, that's so crazy. So you haven't been that home. Crazy. No. So my are I you allowed to go like have sleepovers at home? No. Well, my apartment was a second story walk up, and it was really it was at Elgin and McLaren, so it was really expensive. Um, so my parents got rid of it. Right. Okay. Oh, I don't want to pay my rent for three years. Uh, <laughs> can you go like sleep over at your parents for like I don't oh, know like, like five I left, months? I left the summer for a month. I went to Scotland and like oh, okay. I, I'm okay. fine on my own. It's not like I'm stuck there, but I just can't live permanently anywhere else until they it, do all their assessments. Man, that's so. Is, wild. is it is it like emotionally hard to be to continue to live there though? Uh, it's not ideal, but uh, it was way worse in the beginning because I needed so much care, and just dealing with the the staff and stuff was ugly. But now it's it's fine whatever well i mean yeah I, I, I'm, I'm glad that that well you've got a reason i mean there's yeah. a very very obvious reason whereas when you said that i was kind of like oh did you just 
really like it there? So no. you just decided to, <laughs> to stay? That is Can you do that? Not it. I thought you were Every just like, so often oh, I throw a fit and really send nice emails to my insurance and I'm like, Get me two days to get yeah, me out of here. You're like that woman yeah. from uh, from uh, Happy Gilmore. You're like, get me out of here. Yeah, <laughs> mister, mister. He just takes yeah. fries and goes, here, take yeah, them. Yeah. Take the fries. So, yeah. Is there an end in sight? Yeah, so I'm hoping in the next uh, couple of months they finish with all their assessments and I'm free as a bird. So what are you going to do? What are you going to do when you get out of the retirement home? <laughs> you know? I don't know. Like, because, yeah, I don't know. I've been traveling a lot already, so I don't know. I don't think that's a question that's ever been asked. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. What are you going to do when you get out of the retirement home? I thing, go to my grave, yeah. I guess. <laughs> that's the thing. I'm like, it's the only way out. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm like, well, if I have that to stay here that much longer, do you want to just keep my room or <laughs> yes. I actually have to retire and move back? Yeah. Yeah. Like, can I put this on hold and come back in 20 yeah. years? Yeah. Holy 20, 20 years, 20 years, 30, years. 30 40. Sorry, my bad. My ma- okay, my so so let's, let's, um, let's talk about Ashley today. Yeah. What's, what is, like, your whole body was broken. And a whole team of people put you back together, and they moved your ass into a retirement home. <laughs> and you're going about the world, and you went to Scotland, and you're here sitting on a stage talking to people. And you did a, a talk earlier at a conference today. Yeah. What, what's, the, what's the aftermath now physically? Like, how are you? Like, do you, do you function properly? Is so, your, are your bowels yeah, back together? My like, bowels everything's... are back together. Um, they had a few unsuccessful attempts at reversing the colostomy. Um, but they did reverse it successfully in July. Um, they Which means now you know, no longer have an ostomy. No, no ostomy. No belly button either. Great. Oh, what? Whoa, what? Ah. <laughs> you don't even need it. Yeah, belly buttons are exactly. overrated. Did someone just yell, show us? <laughs> like, that's like, that's like what a, I thought I heard. Picks or it didn't happen. <laughs> Those little like troll babies, do they not have belly buttons? Or am yeah, I thinking troll, Maybe uh, they no, only troll, have they, belly buttons. No, they have like a diamond. I believe Barbie also yeah. does not have a uh, belly button. Neither do G.I. Joe's. Okay. Because they, were, because they were not born yeah. of a woman. Uh, well, like, <laughs> what were, were you created. doing, Jeremy? Were you like going through your toy box like, no belly button, yeah. no belly button? Yeah. Belly button. Yeah. Interesting yeah. research. <laughs> so, yeah, all that is all normal. Um, I started walking, I would say, a little over a year ago. Um, and it was like deadly slow um, because of all my abdominal injuries, my blood pressure was so low that every time I stood up, I'd pretty much faint. So they'd have me in like this harness and terrible. Um, but, you know, now I'm walking. Um, Is your walking okay? Like we didn't really uh, see you that much because we just my we really just met you right like, here. It's a bit of a struggle. I'm supposed to wear a brace. Um, I don't wear it all the time just because it only, it, it, it starts to hurt after a while. So it's like I walk better with it, but then my feet hurt. So... Um, I don't wear it all that often, um, but I'm walking quite well compared to like the. Uh, they said I wouldn't walk. So compared to all the people you live with, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah some of some of them are pretty spry. Yeah, okay, yeah, true. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If they're getting STDs, they got to be spry. Yeah. Um, so that's yeah. I do have like pain, but well, one of them has to be spry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one of them has to be spry. <laughs> I mean, if we're really gonna think about it. It only takes. Okay. But there's only like. It always takes two to tango, Taylor. It always takes two to tango. 200 residents, and there's only like probably 10 men. It's like. Oh my God, there's. The ratio for the men is off the hook. Yeah, they're like. (laughs) Then those. If STDs are rampant, then those 10 dudes are swimming in STDs. No, the thing is, they're. Because there's the ratio, they have to sleep with lots of women, I guess. So they like spread. Oh my God. 
It's oh. like they. I mean, this. They, you know what's funny is uh, this is a separate Sick Boy podcast episode. Uh, the the craziness that goes on in, in retirement homes, but. Oh. I'm glad you just reminded us that we need to do that someday. Yeah. Um, There's well, nothing funnier than that <laughs> yeah. whole thing. I, that's really, it's kind of adorable though, because like every, I, I, know, you know, I know. Yeah, you're right. But I mean, like the, out of what, like 150 plus conversations that we've had with the show, that is, it was one of the craziest that is things. in the top three yeah. things like encapsulated. Yeah. That, it's that wild. I think like, Heartwarming when I think of it because, like, you know, it's good to know that, like, that continues to happen. Are you, Brian, we're like, talking about the fact she lives in a retirement home. You're talking yeah, about old people yeah. fucking still. <laughs> yeah, is that? Yeah. I'm yeah, talking yeah, about, just so we're clear. Just, <laughs> I, two different things happening here. I, I was talking about old people making love. <laughs> anyway. Uh, uh. anyway. It is a joke. <laughs> oh, okay. Continue, please. <clears throat> Uh, I, I would. I'm, I'm curious to know. We're coming up to time here, um, and a question that we we tend to ask all of our guests, or the mo- most of our guests, um, what what would you say that this experience that you've gone through has has taken away from you? I can't play ringette anymore. I was like an avid ringette player. Um, that's the main thing, but it's given me a lot, also. So. Well, that was my second question. Yeah. What has it given you? Uh, it's given me a really good perspective on uh, life. That sounds so, like, corny. Um, but it's also, like, I used to worry about the dumbest stuff. Like, I'd be going out, and I'd be like, oh, my God, I look so fat. I look so stupid, blah, blah, blah. Now I'm just like, fuck it. I'm alive. I'm alive, yeah. and I don't yeah. care. Like, like, before I'd be like, to do something like this, I'd be, like, mortified. Yeah. But now I'm like, yeah, I used to shit into a bag on my yeah. stomach. I, <laughs> com, com, compared to Ethel, I'm rocking it. Yeah. I can't not now picture you just, like, walking through the hallways of a retirement home being like, I don't fucking care about anything. <laughs> Everyone's like, she's wild. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much the... Did you, did you tell anybody from the home that you were uh, coming here tonight? No, I didn't. Like, oh, I'm going to go and do this thing. All my and friends like, are dead. I, like, <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I know you've said that twice now, I'm so I'm guessing it's true. But, like, do you have any, do you actually have any old people friends yeah, at the Yeah, I do. Old I have home? a couple, yeah. Yeah? yeah. What, what's, uh... Ethel. Uh, yeah, sure. like, what's her, I, I'm Lizzie, curious about their Lizzie. names, like, because old Lizzie. names... Lizzie? Lizzie. Lizzie that's, like yeah, it's good, that's a good old, old lady name. She is so, name. like, miserable and passionate about yes. miserable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love those miserable yeah. old people. They're my favorite. And she wears the same, like, since I've lived there, which is two, over two years now, she has the same outfit. It's like this blue fleece vest and jeans and a blue striped shirt, and she sits at the front door every day and complains oh about my God. how her kids are not getting a goddamn thing. Oh. <laughs> old people are my favorite. It. I love they're it. the best. This is great material yeah. for yeah, the They're the best. Comedy. I'm writing this down right now. Yeah. Lizzie would be Old Lizzie with guest. the same outfit. Yeah. Well, uh, oh, the, the last thing I want to yeah. ask there, too, is, is if you could go back in time mm-hmm. and make this experience never happen, would you? No. Why? Really? I would change a few things, maybe, but I wouldn't, no. Um, See, this is, that's really interesting, because that question we could ask, I would say 98% of our guests who we've talked to who've had, like, cancer, or who've gone through depression, or who've, who has cystic fibrosis, and they, they all say, no, I wouldn't. Mm-hmm. And... To me, for someone who's living with a physical illness, that makes sense. Yeah. It really surprises me to hear you say that you would, you would go through it. I think because it's, it's, 
because of the difference of something of like going through a long process of illness or like for me living with illness that it's it's the only thing I've ever known. Mm -hmm. But for you, it's this thing that literally happens in the blink of an eye and puts you through hell and back. Mm -hmm. But it's 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 shift. It's it's made you who you are that much that you 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 do it again. Yeah. I, th- Man, I think so like I don't think that's like so that awesome. all the time. It's not like a twenty four hours a day. Yeah. Like I'm so glad this happened. Yeah, yeah. but like, um, I nailed it. Hit like, that car if, so if good. I could have yeah. could go back. Like then I wouldn't know the people I know now. Mm. I wouldn't have yeah. the relationships I have now. I wouldn't have this. I wouldn't have all this knowledge either. Like just the experience of yeah. meeting everyone and being in the hospital and and you might be playing that same track in your head. Like that that oh I'm going out and I look this way or blah blah blah. Like all yeah. those things. I mean that. Getting rid of that, that thought process yeah. in and of itself, so it, and understanding, you know what is important in life a little bit more mm-hmm. because of something is something yeah. is something that not everybody gets to get to, yeah. and, and, and maybe it, I'd and still it, be like kind of stuck in a rut, yeah. And like Ooh. now I have the opportunity I can you know have a different career and have all these things without having the anxiety about it because yeah. now Ooh. I'm like well fuck I can come back from being in a coma I can. Who cares if I switch yeah. jobs or whatever? And sometimes it so takes. It, sometimes Bold. it takes getting hit by a, a car or mm-hmm. or a, a relationship breakup or a, you know something in life mm-hmm. like that snaps us out of this 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 loop that we've been on mm-hmm. and gets us into a fresh frame of mind and, and thinking about life in a different way. So you know whatever it is, I guess it's wild because like I think that adversity is something that like when you overcome adversity, you come out of the other side. Um, with new knowledge, as you mentioned, but like there's, there's not a more adverse scenario to be in than a car accident, like the one that you were in, or, Mm -hmm. you know, being told that you have cancer or, Mm. or something like that. So I think that, is it easy to go through that? Like, absolutely not. It's can be one of the hardest things that, and probably was the hardest thing you've ever, Mm -hmm. ever gone through. But the fact of the matter is, is that you've gotten through and you're still recovering, but you're still battling through and, and, you come out on the other side knowing so much more, more yeah. about yourself, more about life. And, and it, and I like, as someone who hasn't been through something like that, but has been through many smaller challenges, mm-hmm. I think that I can really appreciate what you're, what you're saying, but I'm, I'm also like very, I find it very admirable at the mm-hmm. same time. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much you. for this and thanks coming for out. Me. Yeah, and thank you all so much for for coming out and and uh, being in here and listening and supporting what it is that we do. Um, I when we we have a chance to sit in front of an audience like this, I, I feel like it's important to just acknowledge that the, the these conversations are are so important. Uh, I think. Uh, to hear what people have gone through in their life and to hear the struggles and to hear what they've taken from it. And, um, you know, tying this back into the importance of talking about challenging things that we've gone through, whether it's through illness or um, any kind of hardship whatsoever, it, it's, it's important to talk about it. Um, I was referring to Bell Let's Talk the other night, you know, like how that's a great initiative, but like, Bell, let's talk. Let's talk about the the shit that matters let's talk about these things we're going through but none of that is is um is valuable if it falls upon deaf ears so this wouldn't be possible if it wasn't for you um the active listener and 
on behalf of all four of us, I thank you so, so much for coming out tonight. Mm. It really, really means a lot. So thank you. Yeah. Mm. Oh, well, I guess we might as well end it the way we normally would. Uh, that's it for this week. I'm Brian. I'm Taylor. I'm Jeremy. I'm Ashley. And this is Sick Boy. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.